0: Nights of the well-rounded table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take those extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Padawan Learner and Defender of Droids, Sarah O'Connor. Welcome.
1: Hello there, Sarah. Oh, I'm Colleen McMillan. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Cheeky Obi-Wan Jedi Master and Rebel Scum collaborator for this fun.
2: And I'm your pirate Jedi, Anders Drew.
3: And I'm your ambassador to Naboo, the princess of prequels, Flo Siegel.
0: Can't <laughs> yes. we talk about it more? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We truly run the gamut here in terms of rank from Padawan to Knight to Master. But no matter the rank you carry, one thing does remain constant. Much to learn, we still have.
2: Definitely, definitely. And today we are covering The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 7, entitled Chapter 15, The Believer. This episode was written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa, and beware, our transponder is broadcasting that full spoiler warning for all episodes of The Mandalorian, plus wild speculation about the future. So as long as you've seen this week's Mando, grab your favorite drink from the officer's mess, snuggle up a little Grogu, even though he's not here right now, (laughs) and, you know, get your face ready for that once-a-year outing as we take a look at what Favreau and his team have created this week. Sarah, you ready to punch it with an episode recap?
0: Yes, you know I am. So to begin things off, Kara Dune springs Mayfield from a prison labor camp, the Carthon Chop Fields, to recruit him to steal Imperial information that will lead Din to Moff Gideon. Mayfield, after realizing that it's to rescue the little green guy, leads the team to Morak and a small Imperium Rhydonium mining operation. Watch out for that Rhydonium. Mayfield and Mando steal a Juggernaut tank, transport, fight some pirates with explosive Pokemon balls, and manage to get into that base. Din is forced to remove his helmet, ooh la la, Victorian maids, beware, as we get a full look of his face as he gains the intel from his terminal. After a contentious drink with the brown-eyed boy Din, Mayfield, and Imperial officer Valen Hess that ends in a shootout, the two escape from a base, with some very impressive cover fire from Kara Dune and Fennec to get mm-hmm. to the Slave One. Whew, so much in this episode. But that's not all, folks. Din and Cara decide to let Mayfield go after he blows up the base on his way out, and Din says, Gotta, sleep, Big- at night, <laughs> gotta yeah. sleep at night, folks. Gotta sleep at night. <laughs> Even though mess- they
1: saved them, it's kind of like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> And Din sends Big Bad Moff G a message. He is coming for Grogu. I'm sorry, who wrote
3: Pokemon Balls? (laughs) I did. (laughs) You're
0: welcome. You're Uh, welcome. Pokemon
2: Balls, they're the, uh, I mean, Disney parks, they're, you know, they're running out of the, they have way too many of those special, like, Coke bottles now, because the parks aren't really open. Mm
0: Yep. (laughs) And speaking about Pokemon Balls, why don't we get to those Easter eggs and connections? (laughs) Colleen, since the other two are in Giggle fits, why don't you start us off? All right, y'all.
1: Let's start out with those the Carthan Chop fields. This labor camp features several recycled AT-AT-AT walkers, <laughs> cranes that we saw back in the episode, The Eris. Mayfield is working on getting scrap metal from TIE Fighters. Seriously, just TIE Fighters everywhere in this field. Labor camps have been used as far back as the Empire, probably farther back. We don't know if the Republic used them, although they did turn a blind eye to the slave trade and operations that use slaves like on Planet Kessel. Mm-hmm. Good job! Well done, Jedi. Excellent work, <laughs> Mason, Yoda. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that at some point. Most yeah. Wookiees during the Imperial era were sent as slaves to some of these yeah. operations. Also not a great look. This, and we saw this back in the movie Solo and Rogue One, this camp is also being guarded by the same model of New Republic security droids that were on the transport, the Bothan Five in the Prisoner, when we first met Mayfeld. Yeah, that and was cool. T-
2: Definitely. But I mean, just if they wanted to do a full prison break on this one, Mando could have absolutely just gone in and torn shit up because he did the same thing. He did that to those droids back in that episode, too. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, he's sweating, gone for
3: the ankles.
0: I appreciated this take better, though, because it was less forced and less like the heist. I really liked how mm-hmm. it was just much smoother with character Definitely. And that was way better
1: it was like i'm a cop he's coming with me the droid all right (laughs) gotta go seems fine yep checks out what do we got next though Ooh, we get to talk about boba fett
3: look how handsome he looks he got a paint job so we mentioned before that boba fett used to be somewhat known for repairing and repainting his armor after battles well Mm -hmm. here he is he Ta-da. is sporting the latest look of 2020, a new coat of paint, <laughs> possibly signaling a new face for the character, and maybe a desire for a somewhat clean slate. So he's looking great. It was really exciting to like, see his like, little insignia so clearly. That was really
1: cool. Absolutely. Yeah, this was
2: really cool to, to see. Kind of for the first time, a like really clean, unvarnished version totally. of that armor.
1: Yeah. ConvAmp wasn't taking very good care of it either, guys. No.
2: <laughs> no. no, he wasn't, but he didn't have to.
1: That's true. Fair.
3: That's true. What's up next, right. Anders?
2: So next up, it is just nice to know that everyone, just like us, will in fact lay down their lives for little Grogu. So just like Kara Dune, just he only needed to hear that Grogu is in danger and this old <laughs> Burrs Mayfeld great. was absolutely like, all right, I'm in. Done. Let's, let's go. We gotta save the little green guy.
3: I'm See, just saying, if you guys don't know, listeners, viewers, whoever you are watching this, <laughs> Anders is a master meme maker. <laughs> and this one is a winner.
2: I did. I mean, I used the Rick and Morty one last week, so I had to come up with something with something else. for, for So
3: this good. One. Just perfect. epic.
2: <laughs> so it's nice to know that everyone in a galaxy far, far away is in fact just like us. And on hearing that Grogu is in danger, they will jump to attention and do whatever is necessary.
0: Yep. I will say, though, that it is one of my critiques that it was so smooth for him because it seemed a little bit forced to me. That's one of those Mm -hmm. like plot armor things that bugged me Mm -hmm. just a little bit on the episode. I'll let it slide. Sure. But I'm not sure how plausible it truly was. Right.
1: Fair. Especially when he found out they were just going to take him right back. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I
3: feel like they didn't cut him a very good deal.
1: No, that's
0: what I'm saying. It wasn't a great deal. I mean, and it turned out all right in the end. His exercise it, yard got bigger. <laughs>
2: it was very much akin to like a, a deal that they make with like the suicide squad in DC mm-hmm. Comics, where mm-hmm. you're, serving, your you're, ser- you're, you're serving like a 5,000 year sentence. So do the suicide mission or I will blow you up. And if you're successful, I'll knock 10 years off.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even think they gave him that option though. It was just like, come with us, do this thing. They Little- said
3: it's a better view yeah yeah
2: you you get a chance to get out of the prison yard for a while
3: i mean but also like no
2: anyway back to some easter eggs yes absolutely
0: so next up uh we needed him because we're heading to the planet morak this is a forest planet that is new to us but it is worth noting that in the canon novel aftermath life debt a morak is mentioned as an animal species native to the planet and i hope i say this right irudiru ooh, Mm. colleen oh go ahead
2: i I was gonna say i just think they're like they're mentioned as like stampeding creatures or something like that if i remember correctly
0: i wonder if they would have been able to kill blackjack randall shouts to our outlander episodes (laughs) 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 But, but that's not the time for this colleen what's up next
1: What do we got? Rhydonium. Whoop whoop. This starship fuel is highly combustible and has a long history in Star Wars. Its mining is shown throughout the Clone Wars series and during Rebels. Shouts to Rebels always. Our good friend Sabine Wren refers to it as one of her quote, oldest and most explosive friends. Love that. She uses several gas canisters to fight off the Fearnox that have pinned her and Hera down when they're on Anaxes. That was such a great episode. So good. I wonder who my
0: most explosive friend is.
1: Mm. Oh, you know. mean
0: you mean who you wish was the most expen- explosive friend, Flo? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, know, who's you have-
2: your most who's your most numerous friend, Flo? Speaking of,
0: well, I,
3: apparently I'm just talking about this guy
1: over and over. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> I, I meant it. A, look at his handsome face. I he meant a known.
0: different kind of explosion. I apologize, Flo. That's for later in this episode. Yeah,
3: my don't bad. worry. I'll be exploding all over this pond today. <laughs> <laughs> don't even trip, guys. It's fine. Uh, Boba's line about how the Empire may recognize his face was actually hilarious. And I laughed out loud on my TV and looked like a crazy person because his face is on every single clone trooper throughout the Clone Wars. Because he's of course a clone of Jango, who is the original cloned guy who makes all the clones. Besides the Bad Batch, I guess. Um, could this also refer to Boba Fett being a very well-known bounty hunter during the reign of the Empire? That could be interesting. Always possible. Mm. It's definitely possible. You <laughs> don't
2: know how often he definitely... took off that helmet.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> he looked fabulous. Yeah, like just look at this fine man. I would clone him. Would you clone him? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, I'd clone him.
2: (laughs) But, all right, speaking speaking of helmets helmets and faces, the helmet has come off. Din has removed his helmet this episode for the first time this season, second time overall in the series. Personally, I'm pretty sure they just make sure they write this in one episode every season to keep him eligible for live action acting awards and not just being a voice actor. So, Pedro Pascal, rooting for you. Um, But this time, it's not due to critical injury like it was last time with IG. It is, in fact, out of his straight up desperation. He needs this intel because his bond with Grogu has in fact grown to be that strong he's referring to him as my kid other people are calling finally. him finally his kid and it that commitment is stronger than his commitment to the whatever Mandalorian Creed that says or Death Watch Creed Child of the Watch whatever it is that says you can't remove the helmet
3: right, right. I don't think he would have done it at this point though if it wasn't for Bo-Katan like oh, no. planting that little I think
2: that yeah I think that sure. definitely nice. helps
3: yeah That's he looked nice. great yeah. I and, and
2: why does I he I have a mustache
3: it's I mean, also important
0: oh no go ahead
3: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> no, pro no. the mustache but I'm sure other people might be it was fine I don't know I but again I screamed at my tv when he took it off and I texted
1: you guys immediately so <laughs> <laughs> well they teased it that yeah,
2: you texted yeah. us when you thought it was going to happen.
1: And I was like, ooh, is they gonna, are they going to do it? And I was like, I no, believe- I guess
0: not. <laughs> I really like the idea that at this moment of his desperation, it, it he is able to finally articulate that it is his child that he's after. And I'm wondering yes. if this is starting to, as we say, plant seeds, make it so that Din doesn't give up his kiddo once they're actually, hopefully, definitely, hopefully reunited. Fingers I'm crossed. But on to our next Easter egg, which is planet references. feel makes references to both Mandalore and Alderaan as, quote, no longer being there. Obviously, Alderaan is literally... Alderaan. Yeah, yeah, obviously, they're literally not there anymore. But as far as we know, Mandalore is physically still in the galaxy. He also refers to, quote, what would they say on Mandalore? Which is interesting because, as far as we know, Din has never actually been there before himself.
1: His expression, too, kind of then you could tell underneath the helmet where he was like, hmm, what would they say? What would they Mandalore? say? <laughs> I don't know.
3: He was what so quiet in that tank. He just like,
1: <laughs> was very little, quiet. Yeah. yeah and Colleen,
3: like, speaking
0: of box.
1: which, why don't
0: you tell the us tank. about that tank?
1: The Juggernaut shouts to X-Men always as well. Always. The, always. Yes. The vehicle that <laughs> Din and Mayfield steal is referred to as a Juggernaut, a colossal tank reference throughout Star Wars. This also gives us a great fight on top of a vehicle scene. Yes. Chase yeah. scene. That felt yes. something straight out of Rebels. Yes, please. And Indiana Jones, of course. Last Crusade, baby. Mm-hmm. Nazis on top of a tank. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, ooh, Indy, go for it. This is great. And the spear shot too reminded me of when he takes his gun and just shoots mm-hmm. the guy that's with the sword. <laughs> and Din must fight off alien space pirates whose species is still unknown to us.
2: Just give us Hondo, you freaking cowards at Disney! Come on.
1: <laughs> I want, was sure I was sure was it was going to
3: happen. I was like, I was ready. I had the text written out, Anders. I was about to just like shriek Hondo at you, and then it didn't happen. So I had to delete it.
1: Alas. If there were weak ways, I would have maybe thought that it would have been Hondo. But, yeah.
2: It, alas, took me, it took me a little, a couple of looks. I was like, are those weak? They're not weak ways.
1: We do not know what they are yet. Um, however, we did see a shot of one of them in one of the mug shots from the last episode that Kara was kind of scrolling through. So that was kind of cool. Like, oh. Unnamed alien, you are in a prison somewhere. Mm-hmm. And of course, Mayfield is trying to maintain their speed in this tank. So, you know, the Rhydonium won't explode. Yeah, and kill them all. That's fine. That's totally fine. I mean, can we really call these guys pirates though? because they're trying to destroy the loot as opposed to looting the loot. Like,
2: the empire has designated them as pirates. That's what they're referred to. But I think you're getting at you're getting at some stuff that they were going for in this episode that I think we're going to talk about more in our reactions segment.
1: Moral relativity. Hmm. Yay! But they
2: then abandoned. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. We're calling this BGS Ethics 101. (laughs) 101. (laughs) The philosophy and study of. Yes.
1: Speaking of some more moral relativity, what do we got next Flo?
3: We're going to talk about the shore troopers. Um, These guys may look familiar. They're tan colored and if they do look familiar it's because we also saw them pretty heavily in Rogue One at the Battle of Scarif which Rogue One, for the record, is my second favorite Star Wars movie after Attack so of the Clone I
2: I very Rogue One,
3: just amazing. It's number two
2: or number three for me.
3: Nice, Same. yeah, just Same. love it. And just like overall, we got a lot <laughs> of um, troopers in this episode and it just like was kind of nice because they were a little bit more like- Heroic? <laughs> yeah, heroic and just like human. And so that yeah. was like, really mm-hmm. nice, it felt more Clone Warsy, which was really exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Speaking of excitement, so Flo had her moment where she almost screamed at the TV. This next (laughs) one literally almost made me spit out my coffee (laughs) this morning. (laughs) Mayfeld is trying to talk their way out of this conversation (laughs) with the officer. And he mentions that he and Dan have to go file their TPS reports, (laughs) which is um, the TPS report, which actually stands for Test Procedure Specification. Is a major plot point in Mike Judge's movie Office Space. And I the bureaucracy of the Empire, guys. It just never ends.
1: Never.
0: (laughs) So good. So so good.
3: It was just crazy.
0: (laughs) But you know who we don't like? The ISB Mm. agents. Mm. We see a few officers of the Imperial Security Bureau or ISB, which was the internal intelligence agency of the Empire. This group was tasked with routing out, rooting out traitors and rebels within the ranks. One of the most well-known ISB agents to fans, um, at least was Agent Kalis, who I absolutely love and who ultimately defected to the Rebel Alliance and then retired to live happily ever after with his bromantic partner Zeb at the end of Rebels. Watch Rebels.
1: It's not a bromance. They're married, you guys. And they've adopted <laughs> Lasat children. I will Absolutely. die on this hill. <laughs> married. <laughs> Dave Filoni has not said anything against it. There you go. <laughs>
0: you heard it here first, folks. It's canon, according to
2: Absolutely. Me.
0: I love it's
1: that totally canon. canon. Colleen,
0: tell us about our next one.
1: Mm. This one's a little tougher, y'all. This is Operation Ooh. Cinder. Mm, The moment that causes Mayfeld to ultimately lose his patience on the mission is the discussion of Operation Cinder, specifically the part that involves Burning Khan, where Mayfeld was stationed. Burning Khan was a mining planet that did not survive Operation Cinder. This was the Emperor's contingency, capital C, plan to devastate the galaxy and its resources after his possible fall. So he had this in place forever basically one of, a, one, of, a of and, one of a couple of contingencies.
2: one of a couple of contingencies let's say
1: yes this was the one where it was the most destructive immediately after he would have died his creepy ass red robed droids would like go around to the fleet and tell people what to do and the droids were faceless but they could project his face creepy so it just looks really really freaking creepy when he did that I'm like good job emperor way to be even more of a dick So this image looks like it's from Battlefront 2, which is a video game that fans might recognize Operation Cinder from. And Imperial defector Ira Kell from Alphabet Squadron Books suffers from very traumatic PTSD from her experience on Necronus, which was devastated during the operation. But it is kind of good to know that Mayfield wasn't the only Imperial to realize that the Empire was monstrous and defect, even if it was late in the game.
3: All right, good on you.
1: Back to something a little better, considering destroying
2: the Empire. (laughs) Yes, considering destroying the Empire, that was a really nice shot. So the rifle that Mayfill uses to ultimately take out the Rhydonium and by extension, explode the entire Imperial operation here uh, is what's called a cyclo rifle. And if it looks at all familiar to you, it's because it's been seen as far back as uh, episode four, A New Hope, as the preferred sniper rifle of the Tusken Raiders. We've gotten a lot of Tuscan radar culture this season. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm here
1: for it. Useful weapons like from these guys, and Mayfield actually making all of his shots. He's not a definitely stormtrooper,
2: you guys. No, <laughs> he is to not a stormtrooper. Us of
3: our pal, Anakin, who uh, murdered them, the women, <laughs> the children, <laughs> the children
2: too. too. You know, speaking of Attack of the Clones flow, <laughs> what do you got for us?
3: This is the best. I'm so happy I get to talk to you about this. So. Yesterday I watched Attack of the Clones, and obviously I saw this scene, and then today the episode comes on, and I'm gonna get into this later, but I was on my phone a little bit, and all of a sudden I hear the boom, and I was like, ah, what am I watching? (laughs) So yes, let's talk about the seismic charges. Uh, The mine that Boba releases from Slave 1 to take out the TIE Fighters is the same type of mind that his father jango used in the best movie attack of the clones to try and spook out obi-wan from the asteroid field where we like saw everything just like explode into a zillion pieces it's so great the audio on it is incredible just like the pause silence and then the, like vroom. i just love it i'm obsessed with it so thank you, you can
1: for i remember it. being deafened by that in the theater <laughs> i remember yes. that yeah
0: so good. So good. I, good. I was
3: 13 and my ears have never been the same.
0: Well, speaking of so good, there is a really great guest cast for this episode. In addition, oh he's ooh. yeah, hello. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a, hold on a minute there. I Let just me like, adjust my hair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in addition to several cast members from previous episodes this season. This episode officially sees the return of Bill Burr as Mayfield. Other cast members from this episode include Donald Mills as the security droid, Miguel A. Lopez as one of the juggernaut pilots. He also appears back in Chapter 9 as a Tuscan Raider, fun fact. Barry Lowen as a uh, shore trooper, and Richard Brake as Officer Valen Hess. In keeping with tradition this season, both Donald and Miguel have also appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Richard Brake has also appeared in Game of Thrones, Marvel, and DC Properties, which is super duper cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry, what is is the
3: name of the bearded one? I'm just asking a friend.
0: Uh, I believe that's Miguel.
3: (laughs) Okay, great. I'm not writing this down for a later Google. This is fine. Yeah,
0: no. um, We have a script,
2: flow. It's fine.
3: (laughs) I need to highlight it, so give me a second.
0: Yeah, as us ladies are um, trying to regain ourselves, Anders, why don't you tell us about the last Easter egg, please.
2: Yes, this was, this might have been my favorite moment from this whole episode. Um, Mando using Gideon's own words against him. So Din delivers one of the most incredible flexes in TV as he sends Moth Gideon a message. In addition to straight up channeling his own inner Liam Neeson from Taken energy, Din is also parroting Gideon's words right back to him, saying, you have something I want. He means more to me than you will ever know. These are the words that Gideon used in the standoff way back at the end of season one. And he's also... He's majorly flexing by sending this, sending any message. Like the content of the message itself is kind of inconsequential. Mm-hmm. He's demonstrating that he has the resources to find Gideon, whose anonymity and secrecy mm-hmm. is kind of critical to his plans.
0: Yep. Okay, so, so
1: psychological warfare going on here.
0: Yeah. So it's been a while since the Queen of Queries has asked a question, and I wanted to ask as kind of a segue to get us to the reactions. How hard is it to send a message to Moff Gideon? Because I was a little underwhelmed by this moment since it seemed to be such like an intentional hype for the season finale kind of thing. But I want to know how hard it is. Like, Why can't Moff G just be like, oh, well, you sent me a message. I got to move. Bye. You have to
1: know the ship you're sending it to. Yeah. So he so he knows that Mando now knows his ship and where it is. And you have to be close enough to relay points in order to get a message to go through because a lot of times the communications relays will break down. Okay. So he's probably close by if he can hit the right relay and get a message to him and knowing the ship to get it to is probably the biggest thing.
2: I would say yeah, knowing the identity of the ship so actually getting effectively getting the phone number is yeah. one thing only like the high ups in the current Imperial Remnant Command should theoretically have the ability to access that channel. Mm-hmm. And then knowing, I mean, I would assume Gideon isn't actually traveling that much. So he's likely mostly headquartered wherever the majority of his fleet is like stationed. They probably have a shipyard or if something to do fleet. repairs. <laughs> yeah. So they are very likely mostly stationary only going off in a couple uh, for a couple of side mission type deals so that okay. would indicate that meant that din in fact knows that location
0: okay that's a little bit more impressive then cuz i was a little honestly over uh, not
2: overwhelmed underwhelmed <laughs> by it maybe you were just whelmed you were just straight yeah up i was
0: whelmed
1: <laughs> speaking <laughs> of
0: whelmed why don't channel. we why don't we fully get into the reactions? flow? why don't you hit us off with your reactions first to this episode? All right. Um. So
3: I really liked this episode, actually. I thought it was really, really good. Not as good as the previous episode, but still good. I, it was not what I was expecting of the episode, which is good and bad. It kept me on my toes, which was nice. It felt, if we're going with, like, the genre movies, it felt kind of like a vietnam war type of movie <laughs> just like because which is it.
2: what star wars was kind of inspired by right. in general
3: and i think it was mostly because of like the landscape and yeah. just like the mm-hmm. destruction of like these people's homes like civilian the indigenous homes. people yeah so that, that was like kind of a bummer <laughs> but <laughs> it was good i really really liked it I kind of wanted a little bit more from the actual, like, prison break, only because I liked the prison break episode so much in the first season, but I know I was happy for Sarah, because I know Sarah didn't like it, so I thought of you, Sarah.
0: (laughs) I was honestly relieved. I was so nervous going into this episode, I cannot even tell you.
3: (laughs) And I just, I really liked the humor that was in it. I, I, I liked it a lot. Again, did not captivate me, so I kept off my phone. But enough that I screamed in my TV. So overall, <laughs> I'm going to give this one like a seven and a half out of ten. It was, it was good. I did really enjoy it. Um, I, I missed Baby Yoda. Yeah. And it was kind of sad how much I missed him. And I really thought that instead of that, um, like, messaging scene at the end, that we were going to see Baby Yoda being, like, tortured or, like, drawn blood from or drawn whatever from – um, and we didn't, and so I feel like I, I needed the stakes to be higher, or maybe, like, just to be reminded of the stakes, and then maybe my grade would have gone up.
0: Yeah, like, I would agree with that cutting back well. and
3: forth to, like, Baby Yoda and what's happening with Mando would have been nice. I don't know, That's but I liked it. It
2: was weird. Interesting.
3: Yeah, but overall, it was nice. I liked seeing Fennec more. I really like her a lot, yeah. so yeah. that was super cool, and there's nothing else I can say about Kara Dune that would be nice, so that's it. It <laughs> just keeps on spiraling. Yeah, just it's getting worse and worse, so great.
1: and how <laughs> do you feel about it?
2: I say hell to the yeah. <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> on, yeah.
2: I loved this episode. I thought it actually had, I thought it had just an amazing balance of action and humor.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm all in on that, you know, t- fight on top of a train or a tank type scene.
0: Yeah. The bra. kind of
2: the like, yeah, brah. I up, thought bra? that went
1: a little too long. I was like, it did. I a yeah. little a little bit, a little too long.
2: I will I will give you that. I will give you that. Like when the when the like third wave of pirates came, I was like, really? But overall I thought the pacing of this episode was amazing. This was in fact the first full episode where we never actually saw Grogu. And I'm yeah. not gonna lie I barely noticed. So, you like, it was like I I felt him by his absence. Like I knew that he was still integral to this story, that he was the goal, he's what we're going for. But the fact that this episode wasn't dependent on an adorable baby Yoda moment or two. Or I torture. Actually,
3: <laughs> as or torture. for
2: torture.
3: <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, please. No, <laughs> no it's true.
2: They, it's you, like a know, you know if they tried to torture him, he would just be like,
1: meh. <laughs> They'd
2: have to tire him out a lot. (laughs) But I mean, I'm still all there for the adorable baby Yoda memeable moments. But the fact that this wasn't dependent on one of those, I think was actually a really good thing and bodes well for the future of the series. Yeah. Mm I was, I was actually really interested. They did that. We alluded to this earlier. Like they did this, uh, what I would deem kind of a fake out um, with the emotional journey of Mayfeld and in like I'm all there for their buddy cop energy that the two had that was great perfect but like as they're driving in and Mayfeld talking about Empire New Republic it's all the same these people like don't really notice who's in charge they were starting to get at some of that gray area that I really want them to dive into yeah and I really would love to explore some more but then they kind of like, pulled the punch, and instead of Din coming to, like, realize things Mm -hmm. about that, it was Mayfeld who actually kind of reverted back up to a straight-up, nope, Empire bad, New Republic good, blow it up, black and white, right and wrong.
0: Yes, thank you, and that bothered Mm -hmm. me. Thank you.
2: Which, yeah, I mean, which Mm -hmm. is a relatively consistent message throughout all of Star Wars. It is, at its core, not in a bad way, a very basic story. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would like to see other Star Wars properties. Maybe we'll talk about that on our next episode. Dive into some of those grayer areas.
3: Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, and I don't know, like if we totally like miswatched it. So please correct me if I'm wrong, because I mean I'm rarely wrong, but on occasion, um, in the opening, like film, like showing droids and whatever thing with the lights flashing, mm-hmm. I was sitting with my husband Evan, friend of the pod. And um, he noticed, or he said he noticed, whatever, that all the, like, good guys were in blue, and then all the bad guys were in red, that the stormtroopers were in blue and red, but that, Hmm. but at the end, the Mando helmet was also blue and red. I would
2: Interesting. have, to go, and watch I'd have it. to go back and watch yeah, I'd it have to the lights. I'm just put it kind of like, out there. I mean, the maybe lights while casting. Colleen's doing her reactions, I'll like pull it up on my phone.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> just watch that now. I mean, it goes so quickly, and there's <laughs> no. like, it's so dark, and you know how my lighting issues are at home. <laughs> so if somebody else could verify that, that would be great. But I, I feel like maybe that speaks to that. And again, I'm still crossing my fingers for Darth Grogu plus yeah. potentially not fully good guy Din, so mm-hmm. let's
0: go <laughs> yep. Well, oh, sorry, I mean he, yeah. What's that, Colleen? No, all, all I was gonna say is, we know Din isn't a completely good guy, because he's a bounty hunter I mean, at his core yeah. Yeah. we we call him Daddykins but he's, he's still got shit. a job to do and he does that lethal job well.
3: I don't know, I just call him Daddy
0: <laughs> <laughs> colleen uh what
1: what about you my love yes for what andrew said about the destruction of the base at the end i don't think he would have done that Mm. if hess hadn't mentioned that the Rhydonium was going to be used in a way that was worse than operation cinder i don't think he would have destroyed it then because he does still have Mm. memories probably of his comrades in the empire but at that moment that's when his switch kind of flips and he's like nope the Rhydonium is going to be used against innocence, so he kind of had to make a tough call. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of there where it was like, okay, this is kind of understandable why he does it and why they let him go because this was going to devastate worlds. Mm-hmm. Right. If it hadn't been that though, if he just like shot up the base with no reason, I would have been like, well. I guess we'll never see Mayfeld again, because that was not a good look. Um, I wanted to focus a lot on Mayfeld and Bilber in this episode, because I was not sold on the character from last season. I was not. I liked that episode, The Prisoner. I liked it. But I was kind of like, his accent's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. mean, his accent is his accent. That's how he talks. But in Star Wars, it was kind of weird, depending on where he's from. But... I just was not sold on it. But then they were really delivered in this episode. That yes. inglorious Bastards style scene. I thought
2: the same thing. Like when I was watching it, I was like, this is the this That is was when I leaned Bastards.
1: in. I was like, oh, this is getting interesting. Like, yes, he's bringing this energy mm-hmm. that like tense and electric energy. And poor Pedro Pascal did great in that scene too. Because he's sitting there like, I don't know what to say. I'm really like naked because he didn't have his helmet on. So he doesn't know what to do or what to do with his face. He was just <laughs> yeah. like,
3: the F are you doing, man? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shh. Can
1: we not, can we not? Hey, less. This? Like, you could, and he did could tell too, that violence was going to be kind of, oh, yeah. he could mm-hmm. tell. He was so yeah. uncomfortable. He's like, this is not going to end well for anybody. And I think Mayfield is supposed to be the titular believer from the title. He finally finds out just how much he and his yeah. fellow stormtroopers and fellow comrades meant to the higher-ups which is nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing and this is operation center caused a lot of defections because they realized like oh they're killing civilians and us and they don't care right who they're killing in this kind of retribution thing and you'd think that the destruction of alderaan would have made more people defect but there was a huge propaganda thing against the rebellion, against Alderaan. They were traitors. They said that the rebellion was centered on Alderaan, so it had to be destroyed. And even the workers in the Death Star didn't even know what they were doing. They were like a cog in a machine. They were told to like turn on this laser at this time, and they did. And yes, you should question a giant death machine that you're inside, but they thought it was a space yeah, maybe, station. Yeah,
2: maybe maybe a little bit, like
1: yeah, they didn't know it was a weapon. Just
2: following orders isn't necessarily an excuse. No,
1: but they <laughs> right. didn't they didn't know they didn't know it was a weapon. They thought it was a space station. Hmm. At least the lower down people did. They were just there to do their job, basically. And Tarkin is the real one we need to be talking about. We'll, we'll mention him later. Patch. I did like that Mayfield offered freely to go back to jail basically it's yeah. like take me in yeah. i deserve it i i did bad things as an imperial and i deserve punishment for that and it's like finally star wars and seeing somebody should have some retribution for the bad shit
2: i did not see that as that when i first watched it that's interesting
1: i, mean, I absolutely he, saw that as eh,
2: there's no way i can outrun both of you let's that's just, true. just cut out the <laughs>
1: That is true. I mean, he knew he couldn't escape, but still, he just walked right up to her and was like, yep, take me back. Mm -hmm. I have to, you got to live, or you have to, what did he say, sleep at night? You have to be able to sleep at night? Have to be able
2: to sleep at night.
1: And I think he would have been fine going back and serving his time after hearing about how Hess described Cinder. Because I doubt he really knew what Cinder was about either. But then he got confirmation from Hess being like, yep, we did it because people need order. And at that, they you could will, see it. They will
2: ask for us.
1: Yes, you could see it in his brain flick to be like, oh, the New Republic at least is not like this. Let's start to become a believer in that instead of nothing, which I thought was great. Character growth, like, yay, maybe he'll be on the new Ranger show. Maybe. Possibly. He could, he could. Possibly. I did want to ask you guys, should we talk about the face scan? <laughs>
2: The face scan makes no freaking sense
1: the face scan to nothing <laughs> i was like somebody suggested that it could have been because they're xenophobic and don't want aliens or droids accessing the port fine but i don't it, even understand
0: that i literally don't understand what you just said what do you mean
1: like, the empire hated aliens so if well, an yeah. alien tried to access the station or port it wouldn't let them if their face scanned and they were alien a droid also, they wouldn't want a droid messing with it, but then it's like, is this an ISB only station and because he's not on their registry and he's not on the New Republic registry, is he fine? So he doesn't he have an account and they yeah,
0: yeah, and
1: could have done it too, but he's a defector or a KIA, MIA person. Like, I could only think that when Palpatine died, there's so much talk about how the bureaucracy kind of started to fail. <laughs> And that's Except the those only thing I could think of, Everybody like,
2: still filed those. Yes. Right.
1: Yes. I was
2: like, this is wild. Wild. Ugh, I don't know. Sarah, what did you think of this one?
0: Yeah, so I mean, kind of as we're trailing off and talking about this face scan conundrum, I was kind of meh to yeah about this episode. So like, first things first, why don't we start off with my critique and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of some of the things that I really liked. So- In my humble opinion, I think people were being foolish in this episode. And there was a lot of plot armor to make sure that this thing went off without a hitch. Like we already talked about Mayfield just going along with the plan, seemed a little bit stretched out. Din trying to make the face scanning matching without taking off his helmet. What do you, what is that? That was weird. I don't get that. Um, The bad guy thinking that Din was being hard of hearing
2: that was yeah, funny
0: maybe I just I guess right after the face scan thing it was kind of like really you're gonna buy that even though when he steps a few feet away din is able to hear you now like are you not suspicious by that um parking right sure that was actually
2: I'm not sure if that was actually hard of hearing because not only did he have to speak loud he spoke kind of slow it was almost more just like brain damage I think I
0: I understand that that's, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I understand that that's what they were trying to convey, but in light of the big bad guy being able to like say something that Din was able to hear when he was further away and at a lower mm-hmm. pitch and quicker, just if I was the big baddie, I would have had questions. Right. Then parking Rydonium.
1: Oh yeah. The rind- maybe.
0: <laughs> Parking Rhydonium with absolutely no protection at all, despite all the raids. Like leaving it there as just a target. Again, yeah. what are you doing? And then Mayfield just walking away at the end. Where are you going? What are I you? I did. Doing? I did
2: notice that oh, one. I was like, Where is he? Where is he gonna going? go like steal a ship? Like, weren't they his ride? <laughs>
0: Yes. And then and then for me, I know a lot of people really liked Din calling out Moff Gideon in like a wrestler style, like, you better wait for me next week. I'm going to come out to you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I get that people like that and thought that it was such a psych flex. But in my opinion, I don't think Din had really plausibly, would have plausibly thought that Moff Gideon would have any kind of fear from that. I just, so so, I mean, that's what six different critiques that that for me just made it a little bit foolish but like anything further that you guys want to say about those things before we get into what I actually did really appreciate a small Mm. little nuggets
2: I will say my one thing is again back to the uh back to the flex the the transmission the message I think the other piece to it is not only is it you know, an attempt at maybe like a psychological flex to throw Gideon off his game because he's like, oh, he knows where I am. I think it also might be, and this gets a little bit into predictions, um, but since we're we're talking about the specific point, yeah, it might also be. I mean, I'm pretty sure Din knows he's got almost no chance of like sneaking up on Gideon. Like, there there's almost no there's almost no chance that that's gonna happen. Right. So by drawing Gideon's attention to him that allows Din to kind of dictate some of the terms of that interaction keep the focus and maybe allow someone else to sneak into the ship or to kind of pull something else pull something else out from under the rug or something
1: right like if he has a second ship like if he finds Bo-Katan and they're coming from two different
2: Right. Prequels. If there's something like that, he focuses him in on him, and that allows them to go in unnoticed or something else to basically be a distraction.
0: I guess, but we just haven't seen that yet. Like I, I suppose, kind of like Flo was saying, "Show me a little bit more. Show me, mm-hmm. don't tell me." Yeah. That's that's what I wanted. That's what okay. I wanted.
1: Yeah. And we might see it next episode. Yeah. We could who knows? See Maybe that, they'll show it that next. That hiding week. the slave one on a ship thing. Very true. Very very true. That would, be, true. Awesome. That would be awesome. Another little prequels and. So, out.
0: so some of the things that I did really like, I really liked how Mayfield said to Din, you know, you did what you had to do. I never saw your face. That I really great. appreciated. That was great. I mean, that was a beautiful emotional yeah. connection. Um, as Colleen was saying, I did not appreciate the heist. So I did not appreciate round one Mayfield. I got to say, round two, Mayfield, I'm liking you. You can come back for more. I will watch you, sir. I I really, really appreciated his character arc in this episode. And despite me kind of ridiculing a little bit how he just kind of walked off into the woods, I did really like how Kara Dune and Din kind of did this back and forth of like, the guy died. Oh, what a shame. If only he hadn't <laughs> died. I really, really appreciated that. I think it's fantastic that Din is finally referring to Grogu as his kid. Maybe we'll see him finally stop trying to give him away to anyone that has Jedi as, <laughs> as something in their name. That's what I'd really, really like. Um, another thing that I think is great, and shouts again to Matt Harrington's essay on main quest versus side quest. Mm-hmm. When we critiqued the show before, this finally, or, or a continuation of it being an actual main quest, mission as opposed to a side quest mission this one was to get the kid back and the way to do that was to was to find the coordinates to moff g so i really really like that um but why don't why don't we move on to predictions for next week unless you guys have any further thoughts about those things
1: good Mm -hmm. good spotting though sarah (laughs) believing the rhidonia i'm just chilling chilling (laughs) what are you doing
3: that was wild like why would you not at least like take it off of the the jobs I'm, wondering back. Maybe,
2: I'm wondering if maybe the officers are just like still in their minds used to having a couple star destroyers in orbit that yeah. could like take care of incoming ships.
0: Well I don't know but they don't have
2: those anymore <laughs> though. So. Sucking at their jobs guys. <laughs> they yeah, have bad I, at their jobs.
0: I could have predicted that they would have been blown up by the end of the episode and since we saw that why don't we talk about predictions for next week. Anders what are you thinking?
2: So it's kind of hard to say I think definitely I'm um, Gonna just bring back my prediction from last week that for this episode next week we will get Dark Saber on Beskar spear dueling action. Um, I'm personally on the fence as to whether or not Bo-Katan and her crew are gonna come back next week.
0: That'd be I cool. I don't
2: think I don't think Ahsoka's coming back next week personally, mm-hmm. but I think that it is possible we see them maybe part of this like larger plan that Din's putting together. Anyway, Flo, what about you?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I was actually really disappointed that we didn't see Ahsoka this episode. I I thought we would either end with Grogu being taken matter from or in some way or another tortured, or Din flying to be like, Hey, we need you. And it was just like Ahsoka turning around or whatever. That was a pretty good Din voice though, right? <laughs>
1: that was kind of yeah, very it was very good. excellent. Sure. I mean
0: I
3: got confused.
0: I thought Pedro Pascal suddenly <laughs>
1: came in the studio. It's me.
3: So I'm still, like, really gunning to see Ahsoka next week because, again, I still feel like they haven't done enough this season to make me want to watch a whole Ahsoka show. However, Friend of the pod, Keith, shouts to Keith, hey, Keith, Keith. says that um, maybe we'll see Ahsoka more Mando season three, which would still potentially come out before the Ahsoka show. So that could be a possibility there. I'm still really hoping for Ahsoka next week, so I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed for that one. Again, I think the whole team's coming. We're gonna go see Moff G. We're going to see Baby Yoda. I'm predicting there's gonna be like a lot of really tense moments where Mando's like, "Don't hurt him," and I, I think we're gonna see Darth Grogu. I think we're seeing it next week, guys. It's gonna happen. I, I can
1: could can't wait. watch that. For so sure. Grogu's gonna take out Gideon then, maybe.
3: Maybe. Made
0: right.
2: my dad. That's what's like, his. That's what's his. Uh, that's what's his uh, turning point.
0: I, I. It could be to get
2: yeah. dark. Oh, it really could. Interesting.
0: I would find that to be so much more compelling. Like for instance, and and Colleen, I know that you're next, but I would find it so oh. compelling if Din and Moff G. Moff G are in battle with Dark Saber, because that would be yeah. It's gonna happen. Amazing to see. Um and having Grogu step in and force choke Moff G to death. That would be compelling television. Mm-hmm. And that would have us really worried and talking for the 10 months that we're waiting yes. until mm-hmm. season Twelve. three comes out. Yeah. 12, months, yeah. 12, 12
1: months. months, 12 months. We Christmas have to, day,
2: 2021 season three. Yeah, we characters. have to
1: be worried about Baby yeah. Yoda's soul through I, all of this to. time. That's it that's it what
0: did, I'm calling. Yeah.
1: And Din is going to be horrified. like thank you for saving me, but also you just killed a man. (laughs) Well, and then
3: I'm really hoping that in season three, it's like Ahsoka trying to save his soul. Like she couldn't save Anakin. And it's just like, it's gonna be, I personally (laughs) think it's gonna be like part of her, like life's work to help this like little kid, not 50 year old kid, not go that way. Like she's seen it happen before.
0: Mm-hmm. See, and yeah. I would find it so much more compelling if we bring in somehow Ezra. I think Ezra right. is much more suited than Ahsoka to to do that. I mean, or they Cal, may have to work. Cal Kestis would
1: be a really good option because he's had to fight with his own problems. With I yeah. think it's it's
3: going to take a team. I think there's they're yes. going to hit it from like it's different. In a village. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this end, kid
0: is way too powerful for just yeah. one tutor. I agree yeah. with that. But in the but
3: end, it's, it's going be to is going to keep him from going. At yeah. the very end, for sure. Yeah. Let's go. Let's so. go.
1: Bring me Darth Grogu. Ooh, it's gonna be intense. All
3: I'm
0: right. And what do you think, Colleen?
2: This, All right, Colleen.
1: Uh, it's gonna be crazy. Just like Flo said. It's gonna be friggin' madness. Yeah. We're not gonna even know what to do at the end. Uh we thought this week would be the prison break, but it was more of like we're gonna get the prison break in the finale, I think.
2: Great like, choice by the way. Trying I, to absolutely away. perfect yeah. choice by them.
1: And it's gonna go horribly wrong, I think, like Flo said. Yep. Now that I'm thinking on it, I'm like, oh, no. Sorry. I really want it to be the longest episode yet. I want it to have a long run time. It's finale time. Gideon is the big bad right now. Whether he continues to be the big bad remains to be seen. I mean, Grogu could go insane. He could, like, flip his shit and kill Pershing. He could kill Gideon. He could kill everyone on that damn cruiser Mm -hmm. if he chose to, probably if he releases
2: that force lightning
1: and that might be when they get like the signal from another ship coming in that it could be cal with siri who is another jedi so at least there would be two Mm. on that crew that would be coming and there's a dathomirian um night sister that's with them also so there's another force sensitive person that would be a crew that could be helping grogu and she has had to learn how to use the dark side also so it's like What's gonna happen, you guys? I
3: don't know. I'm just like foreseeing a scene, kind of like in um, episode three, where it's like Palpy, Mace, and Anakin.
0: Right. And exactly. Flo. Exactly. That's what exactly. I'm picturing yes. so
3: hard. Yes. And it's it's gonna be wild.
2: And my supermates. my version of that scene is actually much I would call it much more hopeful. Um, my version All right, of the scene him, is actually. He stops him. <laughs> well, I, my version of that scene is pretty much like there's an old episode of The Simpsons where the dog, Santa's a little helper, gets trained as like in a guard dog attack dog mm. for Mr. Burns, <laughs> and he gets set on Bart coming onto the property, and he's like running at him like he's going to bite him, attack him, and Bart's just like, boy, it's me, don't you remember? And then he like changes back, and he jumps up, and he's like licking his face, and it's an adorable boy in his dog moment. So I'm predicting like Darth Grogu did it and then Din's got that little silver ball and he remembers the good he times. to bring him back. I yeah. think so.
3: I think so. Yes, but I don't think it's going to be in this season.
2: Oh, absolutely not. It this might my, like have him end future. with him holding oh, yeah, the yeah, ball. Yeah. Oh,
3: but in the future, <laughs> yeah, 100%. He's not going <laughs> right. to, I don't think he's going to stay Darth Grogu. No.
1: no. But he'll have to fight with that. Whew, now that yep. we're all Really, (laughs) i think we're ready for the final uh (laughs)
0: episode so i think that's where we'll leave things for today the battle of grogu's soul coming up next thank you so much for being with us and come back next time where we continue exploring the mandalorian the last episode of this season and other geeky goodies like our new series where the bgs ladies hello there are exploring outlander remember you can enjoy us on our podcast or you chat YouTube format. Either hit that subscribe button and tell friends to come visit us and leave us those five star reviews. And you know what else you can do? Drop some comments to let us know how you think the finale full end because I love hearing about that stuff. And -hmm. check out our website at Bohemian Geek Studies where you can enjoy all of our episodes as well as Colleen's book corner uh, where she's reviewing Star Wars literature and where you can contact us through email and social media. Until next time, Beskar Spears up, and keep those episodes streaming. Thanks so much, everyone. How so long,
2: everybody?
3: Um, yes, when I heard Pokemon Ball, I just bet a Charmander with, like, just huge bonus.